Okay, welcome to the next installment of the SUS News Podcast Series, where we discuss the news and issues relevant to the global unmanned technologies community. I'm your program host, Patrick Egan, and as always, let's say a warm welcome to our uh, co-host, Mr. Gene Robinson. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm a little tired, you know. It's been kind of a, a wild a wild and woolly week. <laughs> How are you? Uh, well, we're having more fun than one FAA safety inspector can shake a stick at down here. So we're doing a lot of things down here and, and uh, just uh, getting on with the business. Uh, you're killing me. Uh, that's funny stuff. Well, um, all right. This week's episode, uh, episode number 42, was supposed to be live from UAS West 2013, but uh, I went down there and I was supposed to uh, speak on, you know, uh, the commercial side of things, and uh, then they had asked me to moderate or MC the show, which I did, and it was great. Uh, I really enjoyed myself. Uh, lively conversation and that's kind of what I like. I like when the speakers are up there and um people in the audience are engaging them and things went back and forth. Uh I don't know how far I'll get into that a little later in the show, but you know, that's what I like. I like spirited discussion. I want to hear manufacturers talking to to um component manufacturers saying, "Hey, you know, uh this is what we want and the component people saying, well, hey, if you could carry this, we could do that and yada, yada. And it, it was so it was pretty interesting. We'll get into that. I wanted to do it live, but between the sidebars, the the moderating and the speaking myself, uh, I just was uh, I was busier than that proverbial one armed paper hanger. So I was not able to pull off the show <laughs> from there. Um, and then, Gene, you were also on the road, and you were? Well, I wasn't exactly as far down the road as you went, but uh, here in Austin, we have this uh, little shindig that they call South by Southwest. And most people know that Austin is, of course, a live music capital of the world and all that, and South by Southwest is there to showcase new musicians, old musicians, indie films, you name it. What was really kind of surprising to me is how much technology is talked about down there. And I was asked to be on a panel for the rise of the drones, as we have heard them called over and over again. And uh, the uh, the sponsor was a new movie that's coming out that uh, looks very interesting, and it's uh, your, your typical Hollywood fair. But uh, we were guests of Viceland and Motherboard TV. And uh, we basically had a roundtable or an open discussion on the state of the industry today, the state of regulation, privacy, and where we're headed. And uh, I think there were some other folks out there. I think uh, some of the 3D robotics guys were out there the day before us. And uh, we got out there and started talking to uh, a lot of different people about the civilian use and the, the good uses, which was encouraging to me because everybody really didn't want to hear about how they could fire a Hellfire missile from their unmanned aircraft. They wanted to see what the, what we could do to actually do some good, and it was very refreshing. I mean, there were a lot of folks there that had uh, quadcopters, uh, multi-rotors of some sort, and of course I was standing there with a, a spectral wing, and it always grabs a lot of attention. 
and there was some flying going on, and uh, there was some interaction going on where the a group put uh, three of the small little bitty microcopters up, and they were doing the Harlem shuffle and did a flip right there in front of us, and I had to swat one away from my airplane because it kind of got a little loose there. But, you know, it, it, it was a, it was a good demonstration of, of what was going on out there, what, what could be done. Uh, some really impressive uh, hexcopters out there and, and uh, quadcopters. A lot of live feeds, of course, and it's right there in downtown Austin. And <clears throat> I, I wasn't going to say anything whether they should do it or not, but uh, I watched and uh, I held my Spectre in my hand and I didn't fly down the, the uh, concrete canyon there. But it was still good. And uh, we ended up getting a lot of good exposure for civilian use. Uh, there was an individual there that uh, actually flew around the, the Texas Capitol uh, for a news set up, and that wasn't the wisest choice he'd made in a long time because they, they pretty much lionized him over it. But it was uh, it was a good show, and it, it was uh, it was good to see that there were some folks out there that said, you know, there's, there's some positive stuff that we need to look at, and we're about to throw the baby out with the bathwater because everybody is trying to shut it down, which I think uh, to date we're up to, what, 33 states now, Patrick? Is that correct? 33 states that have some sort of drone legislation in in play yeah that's totally out of control i, I you know uh some people have been contacting me too about you know what's our kappa doing and can our kappa do this and uh, can we do that and you know i'd love to i i i, I want to offer you know out there anybody who's listening uh support you know if you need us to write a letter or whatever else i mean there's a lot going on um with that and i wish that we could do more with that but uh i mean it's it, <laughs> It's kind of frustrating. I mean, we've been talking about this gene for years that things like this may come up and we had to get in front of it and all the rest of that. And now, I mean, I, I'm just uh, overwhelmed is what I would say. I, I, the, and, and I know we're getting off into the weeds here, but uh, the, the requests for interviews, is, it's just off the hook. I mean, even all of that stuff that I talked about doing this week, I had two interviews. I had an interview with the National Journal and also Robot Magazine, which I don't know if anyone's seen Robot Magazine, but I think it really caters to the, the next group of engineers um, and the people, the up-and-comers in this this industry. should check them out. They're pre that's pretty interesting. I, I don't want to get too far off of that legislation thing, but I can't. I don't even have the bandwidth to deal with it all. I, you know, So I'm going to throw that right back on you. What do you think? I, I'm kind of in the same boat you are, Patrick. I've been getting hit from all sides on my wanting my opinion and, and how have you been doing it and so on and so forth, especially since the, the, the search and rescue, the SAR side, really tends to be the most widely accepted if you look at the polls that most people think that that's an appropriate use for drones. Huh. For some reason, I think we uh, we just lost... Uh, Gene, um, I don't know what happened there, but you know, isn't technology great? Anyway, that's okay. I'm sure he'll call back in, but that gives me an opportunity to talk about uh, some other big news things. And one of those big news things is the uh, I don't know if anybody had caught that on SUAS News, but we have decided to do the Small Unmanned Systems Business Expo. And it kind of fed right into what Gene was talking about. 
uh, you know, uh, all of this privacy issues and uh, the other issues with legislation in all of the states and, um, you know, what are we going to do with that and the hand-wringing uh, we have offered up some solutions. I definitely believe uh, that people should start reading their state or writing their uh, state representation and also their federal representation and say, hey, you know, there are positive uses of this thing. Um, even at the conference I was just at, my, primarily military. However, everyone was open to hearing about uh, business and commercial uses for this. And even those people have been doing business and commercial uses. So... As I have been telling people, uh, I see a uh, the, the iceberg out there, let's say, and I think it's time to grab the wheel and go hard over left and avoid it. And, and really, if we don't do something right now, uh, we could be in danger of losing kind of the whole show. And that may sound a little dramatic, but again, you know, look at what's out there. Uh, even last night, I was driving back from San Diego, it's midnight. And uh, coast to coast, they had a drone expert on, and this guy's talking about the 30,000 drones that'll be in the airspace, which I was one of the guys that came up with that number, and that's a long story. I wasn't really happy with that number, but there was reasons that that came up. Anyway, uh, I wanted to call in and talk about that, because, you know, they had them, uh, these uh, the drones dropping 500-pound bombs on people, yada, yada. I mean, it, it really it was wrong. The information was wrong. The guy was not really an expert. Gene, you're back on. Uh, this is exactly the reason why I wouldn't use cell service for a C2 link to my unmanned aircraft. <laughs> I love technology. Anyway, I'd uh, use that opportunity while you uh, fell off the uh, turnip truck to launch right into the uh, Small Unmanned Systems Business Expo. Ah. And the ethos behind it, as I was explaining to the audience, uh, I, you know, I, I, the, the iceberg analogy, I see the iceberg, I'm grabbing the wheel, we're going hard left. Um, because of the subject matter that you were just talking about with all of the uh, legislation and everything in the news, uh, you know, and how we felt really there was uh, no alternative but to uh, plant the flag. And, um, so we, we kind of dreamed this up over here at SUAS News. Uh, SUAS News is basically uh, going all in as the angel investor on this one. Uh, we have no choice. we got to put our money where our mouth is. You know, there's been lots of hand-wringing, and I'm sure you got yep. a lot of the hand-wringing, too. I get a lot of yep. that. Oh, yeah, what are we going to do? And I say, okay, straight off the bat, man, here you go. You want to know what we're going to do? We need some money. we got to invest in the regulatory conversation. I've been saying it. How many years have you heard me saying this? Let's see, 2007, let's see, carry the one. Oh, about five years or so, six years. Exactly. And even before that, that we had to get in front of this conversation. So now now we're here. Uh, we I'm still talking about investing in this uh, regulatory um, conversation and investing in the political conversation. Lots of hand-wringing, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really frustrated with people. I don't want to, again, sound like Debbie Downer, but they just, as soon as you start saying, well, it costs money to travel, costs, it takes time to write letters, it takes time to call elected representatives, it takes time to do all of this stuff, so we need, uh, as a community, to start putting a little money in the kitty for this, and that's usually where people fall off the turnip truck. So, yeah. that's... Well, and, you know, really, Patrick, when you get right down to it, businesses are being scared away. Mm -hmm. Anytime that 
if if any venture capitalist or any entrepreneur who was looking at getting into a potential market did their due diligence and looked and saw what the resistance was being mounted to it, they would run away in the droves. And that's what we're getting right now. Well, there's lots of uncertainty, but like any other industry, you know, again, I'm going to point to the commercial space. They came together, everybody was in the tent, and uh, man, they they looked at the problem as a whole, and they went there, and again, the FAA is more of a outside participant instead of what we have, where they're a roadblock or a boat anchor, as I like to call it. Anyway, so that was kind of what was behind the International Business uh, Exposition, first of its kind, we are not going to, you will not see any uh, air superiority gray aircraft. They're not invited. The military, they already have shows. We're not really, uh, we don't want to reinvent that wheel. Uh, we won't really even have any uh, police. I'm, I'm just not really interested. Again, that's another focus of other shows. This show is a show where you're going to come and you're going to hear about uh, people that have made this a business. You're going to hear about applications, and I also want to invite people uh, that need this. I'm going to invite the uh, Rice Growers Association, Wine Growers Association, some other agricultural uh, associations in Northern California, and I would like them to come and say, hey, these are the issues that we have. Can you help us? And the people you're going to hear from is going to be Tad McGear from Arrowville. This guy, you know, is uh, Aerosond and Scan Eagle. A lot of people don't understand that Scan Eagle was invented to find tuna. You know, when we talk about tuna, I wasn't really a tunaologist, but, um, you know, maybe you didn't know this either, Gene, but, you know, a sashimi grade tuna can go for yeah. like $6,000. Yes, I knew that. And then somebody else was telling me that they sold some record fish, some uh, record tuna for I don't know it was I don't know if it was half a million dollars or a million dollars I forget the statistic but uh, you know I'm starting to think hey uh, that might be a real commercial use here you know the tuna boat Charlie yeah. Tuna you know Charlie Tuna was always kind of like they sandbag him as a loser but <laughs> I didn't know it was that kind of money in the tuna you're gonna hear Actually, I, yeah I kind of got involved with that uh, a couple of years ago uh, there is a couple of Folks in your neck of the woods that are trying to push that. So yeah. I know that there are several efforts in that 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 arena. Well, that and then there's you know I was talking to another guy at the UAS West show who uh, did some stuff. They did some underwater stuff with salmon farming and the, the money that's in that. And I mean th- th- this is what you're going to hear. You're also going to hear from this Patrick Egan guy. He's going to speak, uh, <laughs> and uh, he's one of my favorites. Uh, we're also going to hear from this other dude, Gene Robinson. And maybe you've heard ah. of him. He wrote a book called First to Deploy. Has he up all his stories yet? Well, you know, I don't know. But, I, you know, I hear he's, he, he gives a good presentation. You're going to hear from him. Uh, we're going to have uh, Jerry Lemieux from the Unmanned Vehicle University. And they're actually going to offer some two-day seminars on uh, UAV or unmanned aircraft vehicle fundamentals, unmanned gre- ground vehicle fundamentals, unmanned sea vehicle fundamentals, and small UAV nice. design. I, I know. So you can come out there. And these these classes, these two-day things will be about, I think it's nine ninety five. You can sign up. We talked about them before. You get a good high altitude, um, let's say, view of the industry. You can you can actually talk about it. You could probably go to a meeting and understand what people are talking about. You can do that. 
we're going to hear from Chris Anderson from 3D Robotics. They're also a sponsor. They're going to be there. He's going to talk. Uh, they'll have a booth. We're going to have Chad Partridge from 2D3 Sensing, and they do some uh, nice stuff with geo-referencing um, video. He's going to speak. He's also a board member of uh, AUVSI. Uh, we have some other people that we're going to try and bring in here. Um, we still don't have them announced yet because this is kind of a uh, – I'm flying by the seat of my pants. There are sponsorships available, and people keep uh, – in my mailbox, after we broke the story the other day, my my SUS News mailbox is full. Um, I, <laughs> I bet I haven't had time to go through there. I still don't have all the sponsorships worked out and the price levels and all the rest of that, but there are a lot. If you go to the news story on the SUS News website, there are contacts for uh, people if you're interested in sponsorship opportunities. I still haven't even worked out the ticket prices or any of that, but I'm, I'm going to work on that this weekend, uh, maybe while I'm sleeping. But uh, I'm really excited about it. Uh, the um, feedback has been very uh I'm overwhelmed with the feedback. People are all in. They want, they want in. And I guess maybe I should give the dates. What do you think? I think it would be a good idea since we're uh, pretty much committed on this. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Now everybody get your ciphering devices out. July 25, 26, 2013, San Francisco, California, at the uh, the beautiful Golden Gate Club at the uh, Presidio Trust. This venue, Gene, is beautiful. One whole wall is all windows. You look out on the bay, you get to see the Golden Gate, Alcatraz. Um, there's a lot of stuff to do. We, I, we tried to line the show up so if people come out, you can uh, you know, maybe do a little sightseeing. You, know, you might have heard that San Francisco is yep. kind of a nice city. Or yeah. Nap Napa's only a, a I don't know half hour away. You can uh, shoot up there if you're into wine. Some folks like wine, or so I've read somewhere. It's beautiful. Uh, you know, come on out, hear some good conversation, and then uh, you know, hang out and do some sightseeing. Come out and see us in California. It's going to be fun. Uh, if you want more information, you can go to www.susb expo.com and uh, learn more information. The site just kind of went up again, seat of the pants, keep checking back. We'll have more information as, as we work that out on the site. Yeah. And you might want to uh, reiterate there, Patrick, that is not S U A S news. It is S U A S U S B. Correct. B that's correct. Expo.com. You are correct. Thank you. Want to make that clear? Everybody knows what that one's about. Exactly. It is a little bit different, uh, but we grabbed that again. This is the first of its kind international business exposition for for unmanned systems. Um, we already have. We also already have uh, media um, uh, interest. I think uh, Reuters, uh, they're, they're going to come out. MSNBC said they want to come out. Robot Magazine, uh talked to Tom yesterday. He wants to come out. He wants to be more involved in, in uh, what's happening. So it should be a good time. And um, I'm looking forward to, again, you could come out and you could meet uh, Gene and myself and the rest of the uh, SUAS News family. It's going to be, uh, it's gonna be a, a shindig, as it were. Sounds good to me. I'm ready for it. Well, 
I'm getting ready for it anyway. We got a lot yeah, to do. We do have a lot to do. Um, talk to some other people today that uh, see uh, they're, they're you know that we're saying wow you know this this idea is great. It's not going to be too techy, not too geeky. Um, you guys threw business in there, and that's great because there's a lot of people who are ready to do some business now. One other footnote, and then we're going to move on. Um, I did call and leave a couple of messages uh, at the UASIO, which is the Unmanned Aircraft Systems Integration Office, and I did invite um, uh, someone or some representation from them to come out and speak at the show if they so desire. I have not heard back yet, but I think it would be an excellent opportunity for... um, someone from that office to come out and address the business community. Your thoughts on that, Gene? Well, if we can get somebody out there, that would be a great thing. There's a couple of people that uh, come to mind that I think would be pretty good and some folks that they could send us that could scare us to death. But, you know, hey, that's just the way it goes, right? You throw the invitation out there, you take what you, whichever one comes up in the travel pool next, right? Exactly. And, and I mean, you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, uh, some people, um, it's part of the conversation. I was supposed to, I was interviewed for, there's a thing coming up at V-Lab here in Silicon Valley. Uh, and it's uh, some Stanford and MIT alum. And uh, they're going to have a talk. And it's basically the drone revolution or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, takes off. Uh, they had asked me, I got interviewed for about an hour. They were asking me about some of the issues of this, and they told me that I was too negative for their program <laughs> or pessimistic. And, uh, you know, I disagree with that. I don't. I think if um, you're not educating people or giving people the whole story, you know, I could do rah-rah all day long, and people kind of beat me up for not doing rah-rah all day long. But the reality is, is before you invest your money, and, I, and we're speaking from from experience here, Yes, uh, we are. We're definitely speaking. Yeah, I mean, before you decide you're going to jump in and, you know, drop, you know, uh, $100,000 or $50,000 in three, four, five, ten years of your life, you might want to get a, you might, my advice, get educated. Gene, what would you add on that? Well, I, I couldn't reiterate that sentiment more, Patrick, because you and I both have done it. We've We've seen many, many systems go... For, up for sale for pennies on the dollar because that education wasn't undertaken and they uh, didn't realize how much they were going to have to do to get their systems in the air. And I bet just the education is the most important thing that any business person can do. And I think that uh, it's going to the, the the business expo is going to help either allay a lot of fears or give them more confidence anyway of which direction to go to in this industry, because it is coming. There is no two ways about it. It is coming. But timing is everything. you got to get that timing right. Uh, you are correct, sir. It is It is coming. There's There's no stopping it. I mean, we, we witness that all the time. And people, it's starting to make it out to mainstream. Uh, the, the media are starting to understand that uh, – this is already going on. It's already happening. You know, you've been interviewed about it. I've been interviewed about it. It's happening. So let's let's start getting out some uh, the best practices type of uh, thing so we don't have a JFK. Yep. Uh, let's, you know, there's insurance available, which kind of, it, it just blows me away. The people that provided insurance or provide insurance for this, I, I've tried to drag them along 
tried to get them to advertise on SUAS News. I've tried to get, I've even offered, I said, come on out to the expo. Nothing. I don't know. You know maybe they don't want to sell insurance. You know, <laughs> I'm in business. I want to sell stuff. You know, I want to make money. Doesn't want to sell insurance? Wait a minute. Uh, you know, that's what I said. I mean, am I, it's like I'm down a rabbit hole here or something. I don't know. Uh, you know, that's okay. There's other guys. Talked to a guy today who's interested in coming out, and he tells me he represents a lot of insurance companies, uh, underwriters, and these people are ready to do business and want to get in. So there's going to be – that'll be great. We'll have some insurance people there. I think we're going to have some uh, legal considerations there. It's going to be great. Don't miss it. I'm, we're also going to try, and uh, another thing that we're going to do with this show is we do have, since this is a small business expo, and if you if you look at that at the SBA, uh, you'd be surprised at how much money a small business can make and still be considered a small business. I've, I haven't Indeed. hit that yet. <laughs> no, I haven't hit it. But one thing we, we do want to do is I want to offer a table uh, set up uh, for small businesses that make, say, under $200,000, that's reasonable. And instead of paying $10,000 for a booth or $5,000 for a booth or even $3,000 for a booth for, for a really small or micro business, I want to offer some tables out there. I don't know how many there are, again, flying by the seat of my pants, but we do have opportunities that are actually under $1,000 for a small business to set up a table and, and show what they have. Again, go to the go to the SUS News website. There, the contacts are on there for your country. Uh, who to contact for these uh, opportunities? But this this is something totally different. Most people I talk to, oh, I got a small business, I can't spend ten thousand dollars. You know, I understand that. We're trying to uh, make something for for everyone to come and be part of the conversation. Also, we're going to offer some uh, discounted student. Entry tickets. I want some some of the new blood in here, some of the new gen the new generation to be able to come in here, and look at the opportunities, realize the opportunities for the future. So we are putting our money where our mouth is. The other part of that too is we are going to uh, some of the proceeds are going to go to the uh, Silicon Valley chapter of AEVSI. We do a lot of educational outreach and community outreach, and I want to be able to fund some of that. And as always, just like we do here at SUS News, some of the, if there's any profit, some of those proceeds will also go right back into the uh, global airspace integration effort because we believe in being part of the community. That's that's kind of our ethos here at, at SUS News. And, uh, you know, same deal, and that brings me back to the safety meeting thing, you know, because like I said, we'd, we'd, uh, we were going to give Gene money to cover some of the overhead to go to the safety meeting thing. Anything back on that, Gene, while we're here? <laughs> well, actually, um, contact was made. I made some contact later on, and uh, the individual that was originally heading that up is no longer with that agency. And uh, there has, to my knowledge, there has not been a designated manager for that program so it apparently is the doldrums i'm sure affected by the sequester uh, so uh nothing yet and it's unfortunate because i thought that was going to be a good start at uh, getting a good conversation going 
Yes, uh, that's too bad. But, um, you know, what if the, the offer still stands? So hopefully that thing will come back and we can get some guy that, you know, has a little bit of experience uh, with the technology on one of these things for a change. Um, it, yeah, you know, you know, something to consider. Yeah, let's get a guy. Oh, God, we could go into that, too. Uh, uh, there's so much we could go into. <laughs> there's another there's another show being put on here, and I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but it's being put on by a uh, pro-aviation group, and it's the California Perspective for Civil uh, civil Operations. And uh, <clears throat> I called the gentleman up that was putting it on, and uh, one of the keynote speakers is the director for the Center for Asymmetrical Warfare. Oh, how nice! Well, <clears throat> you know, here, you know, we got a little more hothead going here because I, I, you know, I, I, I'm slow on the uptake, you know. But maybe you can explain to me what where asymmetrical warfare dovetails with commercial or civilian, for that matter. I, I thought that. Well, gosh. I'm in well, the water, Patrick. I, me too. But then things started to get contentious. <laughs> And then I asked, I was like, well, you know, is this group, are you guys, I'm just asking, but are you guys a pro-aviation group? (laughs) It started going, it was going south. And then uh, the last, the kicker on the deal before I was hung up on, and I'm sure that's that's going to probably really surprise some folks. Not only, uh, not on the Christmas card list, but yes, the phone's been slammed down a few times on the kid here. But uh, the last one was uh, one of the the big vendors was going to speak about uh, search and rescue. And uh, I thought that was kind of interesting because I was like, wow, really? Hmm. Who who, uh, has any search and rescue experience among the uh, DOD vendors? And uh, they will remain nameless because for some reason they think I'm I'm after them personally. I'm not, but, you know, uh, anyway... The uh, the guy says, yeah, oh, yeah, they're the only people in the country that have got any experience with SAR. And I go, really? I, I I didn't hear that they had been doing any SAR. It kind of comes as a shock to me. So where have they been doing the SAR? Well, you know, over there in Afghanistan and Iraq. And I said, well, you know, I don't know what your definition of SAR is, but those are combat operations, and that's not SAR. Yeah. And I don't see how click. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> um, as far as they knew, they were the only people doing SAR. I didn't even get to to, to uh, Mr. Gene Robinson. But anyway, hey, man, you know, we're out here. You really want to have a conversation about uh, business and civilian uses for this. I'd, I'd be happy to talk about it. Um, I don't, oh, yeah. we've, been, we've been trying to talk about it for a long time there, and we've always been ready to talk about it. And, hey, we take our show on the road, right? We do take our show on the road. I did call some of the uh, state folks that are sponsoring that, and I said, you know, we talked about it and went through it. It's funny when I call people up, and they and they give me this. I get this. It's, it happens everywhere, and I call it the sandbagging. But I'll tell you right now, there's only a few people out there that can sandbag me. Uh, and so they give me this long gobbledygook, and I'm like, I try, I try and cut them. I'm like, hey, save yourself some time because I've been there. I know it all. I know the players. I know where the bones are buried. So all this stuff you're telling me here, uh, you know, I, I've already heard it all. But my concern is, is when you start saying, well, you know, we got uh, 
huge DOD vendor X, and they're going to tell us about business uses. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know any commercial uses for something that cost $36,000 an hour to fly. Sorry. I just I, I don't know of any. Can you think of any off the top of your head, Gene? Uh, there's, there's a couple of rock star applications, you know, that we've heard about. There's, that's about uh, all I can come up with. I don't have that kind of money, and, you know, most municipalities don't either. So it's got to be in, in the rock star category. You know, I'm just thinking, actually, I do. I just have found a use. And when uh, Brangelina or whatever they're calling that pair get married, oh, there you go. Global Hawk, TMZ, you might want to call them up because I think, uh, you know, you can see a lot from 65,000 feet. I think we found a commercial uh, viable mission for Global Hawk, Gene, today. Wow, that w- we're going there just for them. That's what I'm saying, man. So, you know, when they're having that wedding and TMZ needs the photo for, you know, people or Star or whoever they sell that to on their website or whatever, they can afford to uh, hire the Global Hawk. So, I guess, you know, maybe I I'm, I was wrong. We found a use <laughs> for for that. But uh, besides that, most of us that are have regular lives um, – like you said, I live here in California. They're talking about closing schools and getting rid of cops and all the rest of that. And I, I just don't see where we're going to be able to afford that. But anyway, I want to talk about the Technology Training Corporation show, the uh, UAS West. That was actually a great show. I will say it was definitely more uh, military-centric, but I actually like going to those shows because I give those people um, a perspective that they have don't see or don't get to hear. And I've got to the point now where almost everyone in the room had heard either had heard me speak before or knew who I was or saw UAS News or listened to the podcast. And I will say that everybody was very encouraging. I mean, I got people, they, they wake up every morning, and the first site they go to is SUS News, and they love it. And I said, well, you know, we're, we're trying to offer a service to people, trying to be objective. Uh, we're trying to find income streams for people. And even some of the people that were at this show – are looking for capabilities that have come out of, um, let's say, the business perspective uh, or, let's say, business sector. And and I would like to also say, you know, uh, you know, even the, 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 the DOD vendors and stuff, they have their place. And when it's supporting the warfighter, war I'm all for it, you know, uh, and there is definitely a place for it. Yeah, and I don't think anybody disagrees with that. It's like, you know, the, the, you know there's some other gray areas, and I'm not going to get into them now because we only got 10 minutes left, but... Uh, supporting that and doing the job in the ISR, I mean, you know, that's what I do for the Army and stuff. And, I'm, you know, I'm all for that. Uh, and, and, and I would like to see even the small business guys, if there is a possibility for income streams or whatever, I would at least like to put those people in touch with those people that are looking for capabilities and, and certain applications. Sure, it's all sure. about income streams for me. Uh, and the introductions, whatever else. I'm going to talk about uh, some of the speakers. Like we had Dr. Uh, Elton Robig Jr. from uh, he works at the Skunk Works, and you know he brought up some um, interesting idea. And one of them was is he was talking about the Smart Crow, and uh, it was a video he was referencing on YouTube. And uh, we were talking about the word autonomous, and what does that mean? Uh, some people say, well, you know, if you program something, it flight away points, it's autonomous. But he disagreed no, with it. No, it's not. No, I, I agree. I, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, no, this is that's exactly you know where where this is going. So he says as well, is it the ability to also uh, learn and or adapt? Okay, and the example he gave was was this this crow right? And these crows, somebody was uh, did a study and it was in Japan, and uh, the crows would get a nut, you know, and they can't they don't they can't they don't have opposable thumbs, I don't think, so they can't use nutcrackers. So they gotta they gotta open the nuts, right? So they would fly over a road and they, or concrete and drop the nuts, and then sometimes they would break open and sometimes they wouldn't. So then eventually the crows started dropping them on the road, and the cars would run them over, and they could get at the meat or whatever. But the crows started to learn that if you were out in the roadway, you might get run over. <laughs> So this whole deal progresses, right? So the crows are dropping the nuts in the crosswalk, you know, and the cars are running them over in the crosswalk. But then the crows realize that, you know, the cars don't aren't in the crosswalk all the time or whatever else. So they would wait on the curb. The nut gets run over. The, uh, the uh, light changes and the cars don't come and they go out there. They waddle out there, <laughs> pick up the nuts and walk off. And that is, you know, an example of a community or, or several members of that community learning and adapting and overcoming a problem. And that's is that autonomy. I agree with that. We're not there, you know, with the flying robot thing. But very interesting uh, subject matter and something to think about. I haven't went and, and looked for the video, but I, I, I do want to find that because that's interesting. I, I have seen that video that, that you referenced and, and even – on the panel that I was on, I've made reference to that in that, you know, even though it flies from point A to point B, it's just what it's been told to do. It can't make the decision how to go from point A to point B. Right. There's no way to decide which, you know, if, if there's an obstacle there or if it encounters an obstacle, what should it do? I mean, our aircraft, I hate to say this, but to put it bluntly, are pretty stupid. <laughs> How about the operators? No, I'm just teasing. Hey, 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 wait. <laughs> I, I'm just joking. But it, it's something to think about. But these are these are the types of conversations that are had at this uh, Technology Training Corporation shows. You know, people ask me about these shows, and I tell them, look, you know what? I mean, I'm going to try and talk about a couple more people, but it's it's an intimate deal where you can come off and sidebar with people. A lot of the other shows, I go to the different shows for different reasons. But the real beauty of the Technology Training Corporation shows are they're usually, you know, 150, 200 people. People get up there and talk, and there's a lot of opportunity to sidebar with people that have certain solutions or certain application needs. Or, uh, you know, some of the other people, like I'm going to talk about some of this real quick. Uh, another guy that, was, that spoke there was Lieutenant Colonel uh, Kevin Murray, call sign Astro. And he is the commanding officer of Marine, uh, Marine Unmanned Vehicle Squadron 1 at 29 Palms, California. And he had a, uh, a, a pretty impressive uh, manned um, uh, pilot career. Anyway, he's, uh, he's running the, uh, one of the shadow programs and some other programs. And uh, he's very big into a accident investigation and uh, faults and what happened, and uh, from certain deployments. He's got a wealth of information. Now, this guy, I'm going to try and put him in touch with my contacts at NTSB because he's got a lot of information to share. So this is the cross-pollinization that I'm talking about. He also, I sidebarred with him, and I talked about that. Remember the story that we ran at SUS News about uh, the exclusive we had uh, when the, the, the uh, collision or when the C-130 kind of overtook the shadow. You remember that, Gene? Yeah, I do remember that. Okay, well, the investigation is done. 
That's what he says. And uh, that should be public information, and I'm going to um, try and locate that. But I will kind of – I'm paraphrasing, but uh, – and the Shadow Crew uh, was cited for something, but it was, it was a capability that they didn't possess. Um, but uh, the, the C-130 had some, some issues that they were cited for. So I'm going to try and find that information, and we'll follow up that story. But again, this was something I was able to find out or ascertain through a sidebar. That's Very interesting. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a lot of good information to share. So hopefully we'll get him in with the uh, um, the guys over at NTSP, and he might have something to uh, add to that conversation. Um, a lot of people about, uh, you know, less risk, uh, cheaper, faster testing and evaluation capabilities for UAS. That was Mr. Steve Palmer talked about that. That was That was pretty interesting. They're talking about setting up test programs for that. Um, let me see here. I'm looking, uh, some of this stuff was, was military stuff that I had been, um, a party to with some of the programs that I was on, uh, but wouldn't really apply to this show. Uh, you know, there was, uh, some stuff about incorporating U, uh, UAS into the National Airspace Center or system. And I will say that people are all over the map on that one. Boy, I'll tell you about the timelines, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, how advanced that's going to be. Oh, another deal. We had Colonel Dana uh, Hessheimer and he, uh, Air National Guard, RPA, Domestic Operations uh, Integration. And one thing that he alluded to is they had a PUM. And I don't know what the acronym is off the top of my head. I wrote it down. But I asked him about that if it's public, because basically it's it's their how they're going to operate, how they can operate in the uh, the NAS and what they can do. And I asked him if that information was public, because what I'd like to do is probably FOIA that and then do a news story about that. And again, bring some daylight on these operations and let people understand what these things will be doing. Uh, and I think if we're more informed about that, then there'll be. Um, Let's say people uh, less to fear. So I'm gonna I'm gonna you know try and come back and, and uh, follow up on that one. Um, we're almost out of time. We're at about two thirty. Uh, so I did want to talk about um, Mr. Chuck Johnson was there. Good guy. Talked to him before. Um, his his talk was on NASA's UAS integration of the National Airspace System project. He is heading that project up. Uh, some of the people that work for him were already on the podcast for the NASA RPA science uh, episode that we did, which was uh, that's right. been our most popular uh, podcast with over 26,000 downloads. Uh, Mike Logan and Jeff Bland, and they're working a project. And actually, that was another thing I did on the drive down to San Diego on Monday. I was interviewed by one of his people about uh, some of the human factors uh, issues for unmanned aircraft systems, uh, and I have this thing about GCS and, and uh, interface common operability, and trying to come up with a standard for that that people could recognize for different systems. That was very interesting. He uh, expressed uh, interest in coming on the podcast. Some of these guys, I'm going to try and get them on the podcast, and he uh, expressed interest in coming on. So that that'll be a good show for the future. Uh, we had uh, David uh, Crutch from uh, Aeron Labs, and he talked about small UAS on the front line, military and public safety, 
and rubbed it in a little bit about because uh, they're up there in Canada, and he rubbed that in a little bit about the FOs, SFOCs and the operations that they are allowed to do in Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we talked a little bit about that and the difference between the FOC uh, process and the COA process and then being able to do commercial operations in Canada. Very interesting conversation. Maybe we'll have him on. And one of my favorite guests was uh, that Patrick Egan guy. Uh, he came on and talked about a few things. And I'm I'm hoping to uh, – I, I think we may have a slide share for SUS News. And I'm going to uh, – Put that uh, that PowerPoint on that. If not, I think uh, the Technology Training Corporation they have a website and they have some of their stuff is up there. But we'll get that out to people so they can see what I talked about and some of the issues that I brought up. Again, forty forty five minutes is gone, Gene. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. And you know, interestingly enough, I just get this in real quick. Apparently, another business in Minneapolis was called uh, and told to cease and desist their photography operations. And, um, you know, the, the, the FAA is still out there, and they're still working. So, uh, you know, lest people be lulled into a false sense of security, they're still watching. They are still watching. And, again, you know, I, I'm going to close with the uh, get involved in the regulatory conversation. Maybe we'll talk more about that next week. Anyway, Gene, Thanks again for uh, your insight and input. Um, I don't know. These shows are gold, man. I, I just, uh, I wish there was something out there like this eight years ago when I started. And I might have uh, got into something else like dog catching. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, have a good week. You too, sir. Bye-bye. Bye.